Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 157, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guests today says, we are teaching Christian women to be leaders who ignite and leave a legacy. Joining me on today's show is Rosa Ore and Marsha Valenzuela. Rosa and Marsha felt the call to teach women how to become great, strong leaders who also please God in their thoughts and in their actions at their workplace. Now, in mentoring young women at the high school and college levels and women in their 20s and 30s, they realized that these women were hungry for guidance. And Rosa and Marsha feel that God has called them to be the vehicle for information for God's teaching to Christian women. Now on today's show, Rosa and Marsha are going to share the importance of bringing Christianity into the workplace. They're gonna talk about how mentoring is vital in learning more about who you are and what your true calling or purpose is in life, as well as the importance of leaving a legacy and so much more. Welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you so much. We're so happy to be here with you, Anne-Marie. Oh, look, it's such a pleasure. And I think uh, the topic that you want to talk about today is so insightful. I think so many young women I'm finding are hungry for more information and you know how to, to be purposeful in their careers and their business. And I know that a lot of the great work you are doing, you'll be sharing today. So tell, tell us first, before we dive in, how did you come to to think about creating this business? Was it something that you'd had in, in one of your minds for a while or have you guys both been friends or how did that pan out for you? Sure, I'll start. Yes. <laughs> we have so much to say about it. Um, <laughs> we can talk forever, forever about how we started. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, well, I had always known that for years that God was calling me to work with women, women and minister to women and to use my life experiences and everything that God had done in my life to help women in the future. God had always been speaking to me about people for years, but I didn't know when it would happen, how it would happen, or what venue God was going to use to allow that to happen. Mm-hmm. So always, always wanted a partner. So I would always pray about it and I would say, say, Lord, you know, please, you know, help me out. And at the right time, you tell me when, when it should happen. Well, it just so happened that I moved to Miami, Florida from New York City, and I worked at a university, and I met Marsha, and we started working together, and Marsha had a Bible study group, 
And so we started doing Bible studies together at lunchtime. We, we got a group of women. And the more she would share and she would lead the Bible studies, the more comfortable we and the more closer we got. And we just saw that we shared a vision. We really shared a vision and and we prayed about it and just lives, our lives just kind of led us down this path. And we just started talking and we said, you know, let's do this. Mm. Let's do this together. Let's start teaching about leadership. Uh, we had the same experiences. We saw the hunger in the young women and we had a passion for it. So we said, hey, with social media, what a better way to get the message out there than to do it through social media. So yeah. we did. We took a step of faith. It was scary, but we did it and we started it by faith. So wow. here we are. Yeah. And we, we both have jobs so apart from this. So we don't really call this a business. We call it a ministry because mm -hmm. we don't sell anything. We don't get paid for this. Right. We're doing this on the side as a part-time, let's say, um, just because we do feel that it's God's calling for mm -hmm. us to do this at this point in time and to touch others' lives. Yeah, I love that. And uh, one of the things that you'll want to talk about today is around the importance of bringing Christianity in the workplace. Now, I don't know how, what it's like in Miami, Florida, or even in the US, but I know here in Australia, there are some pretty opinionated people who say, you know what, Christianity or religion and the workplace, they do not go together. But as we know, as Christians, when we implement um, some of the strategies that Jesus, you know, calls us to do and just how he uh, calls us to, to be mindful and loving in the workplace. There can be a lot happier workplaces around, I think, if a lot of people uh, adopted some of the attitudes and approach. So when you talk about the importance of bringing Christianity to the workplace, what are some insights you want to share on how to do that in a way that empowers others but doesn't necessarily bring other people who don't want to have a part of that um, alongside as well? What are some of the things that you did? Well, we actually did, um, when, on our YouTube channel, we actually did a video exactly on that, how to bring Christianity or Jesus into your workspace as an employee. Yeah. Um, and so we had several things, uh, several tips. One of them, for example, is to have your favorite verse taped up on, next to your computer screen, something that is always reminding you about Jesus uh, a way of reflecting because what would happen to me for example is that I would get so busy at work that I would literally forget about Jesus you know at the end of the day I think to myself wow I, I really haven't thought about him throughout the day so for me it was more reminders mm -hmm. um, that he is around and then at that point I can either pray at that moment or reflect or just a, a reminder was enough for me sometimes and we would um, see students. Uh, we both were professors at the university and advisors. So we started a routine where when we would go to greet the student in the lobby and bring them back to our office, that little trip to the lobby, we would pray for that student. Yeah, that and was huge. That was huge as well. It, you know, it keeps you just walking with Jesus throughout the day. And what yeah. are some of the things you remember? Well, I know for me, it was a huge, it was a huge help was having Christian music in the background. Like I would have Pandora playing on my computer and I would keep it very low, but it was a constant reminder that God was with me, that God's presence was in my office. 
it was a constant reminder to give me strength too because we would face some really tough situations when talking to students um, and challenges between our coworkers as well mm-hmm. and that was such an encouragement from for me it, it just would remind me that god was with me mm-hmm. and give me about the day so and and a lot of times that even served as a testimony because there would be students that would walk into my office and they would hear the the worship music and I would lower it because you know you're not supposed to really have anything you know no kind of symbol or anything like that that would impose your religion on anybody so I would lower it not to be offensive but the student would hear it and they would be like oh you're a Christian oh that's awesome I love the Fred Hammond I love listening to that gospel music and that would open the door to be like, oh, okay, now we can talk about a uh, God. I can mm-hmm. talk about my faith and share a little bit if necessary. You know, I always have to be careful because we worked in a public state university where we couldn't mm-hmm. talk about religion at all. So we had to be very, very careful. But it was those little things that just kept our faith going and kept us, you know, reminders that God was present there. Yeah. I love how you said, uh, you know, when you're meeting or greeting students, you were praying for them as you walk back to your office. I recall an interview, and this was way back, I think, around in, in the 20-something interviews. We're now, of course, 157. But one of uh, my guests was a coach for students and he would often pray for all of his students before a game and after a game and some of those parents obviously weren't Christians but they really um, were really appreciative of that and every now and again when they were busy and they might not say have time to say a prayer those parents would often say aren't you going to say a prayer and it was almost Mm -hmm. expected I wonder do you have situations like that where perhaps some of the students uh, were not Christians yet they really appreciate that prayer uh, time that you have with them or what feedback or stories have you heard from people that uh, have really commented just how much they appreciate that well I know for me I did speak to some students who opened up to me again um, I do want to say to women out there and and you know this is part of the struggle or the challenge that we encountered Rose and I encountered and and we know that other Christian women encounter as well is that you're working in a very, very secular and maybe even anti-Christian environment. Mm -hmm. We do understand that. And um, our hearts go out to you all Mm -hmm. that are going through that because it is very difficult. And so you want to be careful. You really, you know, for me personally, I made sure that I wasn't imposing my religion Mm -hmm. onto anybody. Um, I didn't have religious paraphernalia in my office. And in fact, my boss told me not to have any. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was very careful and not being very open about my religion to other people. It was just that kind of environment Mm -hmm. that was very secular. And um, it's sad. It's a sad situation. But at the same time, you don't want to get fired. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why we did the video. The video rose out of that pain that we went through, I would say, and um, just ways in which you yourself can just walk with Jesus and feel good about that and feel satisfying and fulfilled in your day Mm. because you're walking with him, even though it's kind of silent, Mm. actually becomes something very beautiful. Yeah. It's walking in the light where there's darkness. Yes. 
so important. important able to be open i'm sorry no i was going to say so important because you know sometimes in situations or even if you're having a conversation with someone you cannot change their attitude um, but what you can change is the way that you allow their attitude to impact you. So if you do privately listen with headphones or in a way that's not going to disturb other people, you still can feel, you know, empowered and, uh, you know, have that closeness in your relationship that you know with the Holy Spirit and, of course, with Jesus too. I would imagine, though, in situations where everybody else in the workplace that may not be a Christian, when there is a crisis... And you are able to just continue doing your work, approach things, you know, through the, obviously with the power of the Holy Spirit and react very differently to how others are, are, are reacting. That would really stand out in the workplace. That could be one way I'm sure that you really are impacting through your attitude, through the conversations that you are having. Yes. Yeah, so definitely how you reacted to, to different situations. It's a huge impact on people. Um, I, we were definitely in, in challenging situations in our prior positions where we were challenged by leadership and by others who were not in leadership. And uh, we would have to just really pray every day and not allow us our, our anger, our personal hurts and our, our, our personal emotions to get in the way because we all know you get that email, that email from your boss or an email from a coworker just challenging your work or challenging something you just did. And you, you have to really learn to take a step back and just say, wait a minute, I'm not going to react in anger. I'm not going to react. I'm going to pray about this because this is a trap. This is a snare. This is the enemy coming after me, trying to make me look bad. And so, you know, you, we've, we've handled so many situations where we were, since we were working together, we would approach it like, just very calm and very relaxed because we knew where the attack was coming from. Mm. And, and we would pray beforehand and we would, we would sit down and strategize. How should we approach this? Yes. Our deans approaching us about this situation and how should we approach it? And we would look at different scenarios and we would talk about it. And then we'd say, you know what? This is the wisest way to go about it. Mm. And, and, you know, and it's moments like that where we would just pray, the worship music would be going and be like, you know what, God, you lead us. You lead us. And, and God always gave us the victory, I do have to say. I mean, we, we're not perfect. We didn't answer always everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. But I do have to say that we left our, our positions with, you know, high stars where people will always say we did our job with excellence. Yeah, that's and, great. Um, we were both in leadership positions. First, Rosa was um my supervisor and then when she switched to another department i kind of took over that position so we were in leadership positions already and though the other people below us knew that we were christian practicing christians that we had the bible study lunch so they knew who we were and i think you're always a light when you walk with jesus you're always that light and your life is a testimony to everybody you work with. Yeah. I had one of my coworkers came up to me one day and said, you know, I went to mass for the first time in years and I just cried the whole time and I don't know why. Mm. You know, so able to have a conversation about that because she knew that, you know, who I was. Mm. So yeah, it's beautiful. It's very 
Yeah. yeah. And we never know. And just from my previous guest, he was saying, and I, I think it's really fitting for the conversation that we are having today, is that we really don't know or see the impact that our interactions, our conversations, just our attitude and our approach. And, you know, in those moments where a, a situation would have people reacting in anger and maybe saying things that uh, that looking back they think, you know, I really shouldn't have said that. If we approach that uh, with kindness or, or in a way that is uh, looking out for a win-win rather than reacting and, and yelling back, that can make a significant difference in someone's life. And it may not be that they share it with us immediately or maybe ever, but I think knowing that is is uh, really important. So, so as you've said, you know, in workplaces we need to be mindful of other people, but we certainly can, as you've done, ensure that our personal journeys. We certainly can listen to music, have a verse there to remind us that because, as we said, every place that we go, we have a, a, an ability to uh, shine Jesus's love through us in what we do and what we say with others around us. Let's talk a little bit about mentoring. And you say that it's vital in learning more about who you are and what your true calling or purpose in life is. Firstly, what is your uh, meaning or, or how would you define the word mentoring? Who wants to, to share? What's, what's your meaning of the word mentoring? <laughs> okay, well, we see mentoring as someone who has gone through the experience that you're just about to go through Therefore, they have insight, they have experience, and they have wisdom that can help guide you through that journey. Mm. That's what mentor is, and we highly, highly recommend women to find mentors in their careers and also to find spiritual guidance as well. Mm. So receive mentoring somehow through your church or organization that can help you with your spiritual life. Mm -hmm. Yes. And when you say around, um, you know, who you are, what your true calling or purpose in, in life is, I'd imagine if you are working with a mentor who has gone through the, maybe the role or is aware of what is required and uh, how you can continue to deliver excellence in that, I'd imagine that that really helps fast track or at least keep someone focused on the tasks or the skills that they need to develop. So I wonder, as mentors, do you also have a mentor as well? Or have you had mentors as well going through your careers? Yes, they're vital. That's, yes. That's, that's why we recommend them so highly because we've experienced exactly that. It is, that's interesting that you say fast track. It is kind of like a fast track because either you listen to your mentor and, and decide, yes, I'm going to follow these instructions that my mentor gave me mm -hmm. to reach the goal or not. So if you don't, then what happens is trial and error, mm -hmm. sometimes mistakes and you have to backtrack, figure it out, strategize, you know, and that's, we feel that that's not the wisest thing to do just because someone else has more wisdom possibly. Mm -hmm and they can help you fast track to your goal. So I love that you use that word. I think that's very appropriate. Yes. Yeah, they for you. You know, I, I just look at it this way. So as the head goes, so goes the body. Mm. And you know, you want a mentor that already is at, you admire and has already accomplished something that you want to accomplish. Yeah. So if they're already exercising that position, 
or exercising that authority that you're looking to uh, attain in yourself, then listen to what they're saying because they know, they have the, that experience, they've gone before you, that they're the perfect leader to guide you through that path mm-hmm. to get you where you're going. You know, I, I had that mentor in, um, I've had quite a few mentors, but one specific that pops out to me was when I was in New York City and I was working in the New York City public school system. And I, you know, I had a position of a secretary but that's all I thought of myself it's just I was young I didn't know much and he challenged me he challenged me and he was like you're going to learn how to write memos you're going to learn how to do this you're going to learn how to do that and he would put me in charge of so many responsibilities you know and that were even challenging like for my position above my pay grade which were like help me hire and pick the right teachers help me you know we got to figure out how we're going to fire this teacher and I'm like Oh my God, I'm just a secretary. But he challenged me and wrote newsletters and it, it just took me to another level that by the time I left his position, I was prepared to do now leadership and management positions. Yeah, amazing. Amazing what you can learn on the job through a mentor who's guiding you uh, for mm-hmm. sure. Let's talk about something else which I know many people talk about yet or we, we're familiar with the word or the phrase leaving a legacy and you say the importance mm. of leaving a legacy. First of all, what would you say to someone as, as far as defining what a legacy is and then we'll talk about the importance. So when you say legacy, what do you mean by that? Mm. Legacy. Yeah, so we feel that um, when you are doing a job, uh, of course, in the Bible, it says to do everything with excellence. Mm. So you do that, that's, you know, the goal, the challenge and the goal is to do everything with excellence, but also to find what is your purpose? Why are you there? Why has God placed you in this position at this moment? And it's for you to fulfill a purpose for him. So it's trying to develop that um, that idea. I'm not just going and doing a job with excellence, but I'm also fulfilling something greater than that. And then a step even further than that is to understand that you're going to be leaving a legacy. Whether you leave that job now or in 20 years, you're going to be leaving a legacy. It's a foundation where others that come behind you can then build on that foundation. And if you think about it at that level, it's such a higher level than just this one. I go in, I do my job with excellence, which many, many women today try to do. So it's changing your mindset. It really does change your mindset completely when you think to yourself, I'm building something now so that the people behind me in the future can take that and run with it and take it even further. Legacy is in the workplace. Yeah, yeah, it's things with an intention and thinking about the future generations. Yes, and how, how it will impact them and how it will propel them to be even more prosperous than we ever were. Mm-hmm. I love that, and that really validates, doesn't it, the importance of leaving that le- legacy. And I think when we approach what we are about to decide or the actions that we're going to take or even what we're going to implement, if we do that through the lens of what legacy is this going to create for those that are following behind, 
it enables us to think even deeper, doesn't it? Or is this really important or can I do anything that adds even more value to, to that? Have you always had that approach or was it perhaps through a mentor that you learned to adopt this kind of thinking that everything that I want to do, I want it to contribute to this legacy that I'm leaving to others? Well, I didn't always think that way. Um, one of the reasons why I personally feel that God has placed in my heart to do the YouTube channel with Rosa is because the way I grew up uh, and my early years as an attorney at the beginning, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody helping me. I was just going by my own wisdom, which was very small. So I didn't you know, I didn't think about leaving a legacy. I didn't think about my real purpose. I didn't think about these things. So that's why it's so much fun for me now to talk about these things and help women that were probably in my position and that can, you know, learn something from us. So not always thought about this. I do remember receiving this message from Rosa when we started working together and the projects that, that we were creating we talked about we're leaving a legacy with what we're doing. It was a new area that we were working in and we were creating a lot. We were creating a manual for things. Let's write this down in a manual for when other people come in, in our spot, they already have written out exactly how we do certain things. And so the creativity begins to skyrocket when you're thinking of, we are leaving a legacy. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, so, so true. And I love the way that uh, you're documenting now uh, the insights and the learnings. And I love hearing stories where often people are doing something either in their business or what you're doing in your ministry because there's been a time where you didn't have that and you recognize that had you had that, um, you may, may have made uh, decisions far quicker. I mean, everything is in its right timing, but you've made that decision because you want to then impart your knowledge and insight for other young women who are going through maybe some of the, the thought processes or the experiences that you had when you were younger too. So share with us, how can we find out more about your YouTube channel? What's the link? What's the best way to connect uh, there? Well, you can just find us by typing in Rosa and Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook. Yes. Where they under Rosa and Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A. And you can easily find us. Yeah, fantastic. And of course, we'll put the link directly to uh, to the YouTube channel on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE 157 and then you can click through that link. Uh, Rosa and Marsha, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been such a delight. Thank you so much for the work you continue to do and you know the 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 truths and the insights that you can continue to uh, to share with young women. One of the things that I'm doing for all of my guests and it would be such an honor to do for you today is just to end the show in a word of prayer. May I do that uh, for you today? 
Yes, please. Thank Fantastic. You. All right, let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity to hear about the great works in the ministry that Rosa and Marsha are doing for young women. Father, we just want to ask that uh, you continue to bless and uh, find favour with the work that they are doing and that uh, their videos and the insights that they are creating for young women will find those young women that uh, you want this information to impact their lives. Father, we do live in a world that many people, many workplaces, they don't know you. So, Father, we just want to pray that the Holy Spirit continues to uplift those women and, of course, Rosa and Marsha, the work that they're doing in their workplaces as well, that we continue to hold firm to your word, that we continue to lean in to you, that we continue to pray, whether it be listening to worship music um, quietly in our workplace, whether it be just a verse that we continue to have close and nearby on our desk, that we are reminded that we are loved, we are forgiven, we are children of, uh, of you and uh, we just want to uphold them all, wherever they're listening or wherever they're viewing from uh, today. Father, we just want to ask this in the precious name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for the work, uh, ladies, that you continue to do. Continued blessing. I know that you're making such an impact in the lives of many young women. So um, really, yeah, thank you for, for sharing your message today. And thank you for having us. It's thank been a pleasure. Thank you, Anne-Marie. We really appreciate it. It's an honor. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard. Influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklists to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.